0: Ladies and gentlemen, on the Northern Beaches, there's 550 sales agents. There is one agent that is talking to more buyers in the marketplace than any other real estate agent on the Northern Beaches. We're gonna tell you some of his secrets.
1: Good evening, Mister Nova. How are you? Wow, what an intro that was! Thank did
0: you, you. Did you like that intro? That was, that was like
1: really cutting edge. That was amazing, wow. and that wasn't scripted either. No, that was just off the cuff. Yeah, yeah, I felt well like done. I was on the
0: sixty minutes or something. Yeah. You
1: know, Tara Brown. <laughs> well, done. <laughs> well done,
0: well done. Uh, so tonight's mm. an exciting one because um, a little bit that we do is we take for granted, I guess, how much transaction mm. uh, that some of the uh, wonderful sales people in the office do. So. I wanted to steal one of the agents and I wanted to specialise in a particular area. Mm-hmm. And I thought, who best to talk about buyers and the guy that's doing the most amount of buyer transaction in the marketplace of the whole of the Northern Beaches. So if you don't know, the Northern Beaches has 550 agents. And if you go on realestate.com.au and you look at all the, at, um, the uh, number one sales in the area, uh, <clears throat> you'll see Lisa, Michael appear. And the way your team works, just to yeah. make it nice and clear for yeah. everyone out there, is Michael will deal with the prospective purchasers, Lisa deals with the sellers, and that's the team that goes out and does an enormous amount of sales in the area. The EBU we run. It's called an it Economic Business Unit. And yeah. most, I guess, good volume agents are running that way in the marketplace. But yeah. that qualifies you. Qualify. That qualifies you to give good <laughs> advice on this topic. Mm-hmm. Um what are the and, and happy? It's a live show, guys and girls. Yep. So if you want to ask any questions, whack them in. We can see them mm. appear. We'll talk about them. Yeah. Um, but Michael, tell me, with people out there, it's been a, a tumultuous and amazing property market in the last twelve weeks, sixteen it's weeks. Been very interesting, crazy. Yes. What? Uh, first of all, what have you seen with before? I get some advice out of you. What have mm.
1: you seen the market the last sixteen to, to twenty weeks? It has. Yes. 12 16 yeah it's very interesting how quickly the market adapts and how obviously myself dealing with the buy on the buyer side a lot how quickly everyone has adapted to the new market conditions so where i guess COVID hit last year the market quietened down and then since really the beginning of this year how quickly it's taken off again A lot of buyers I've found have started to actually educate themselves a lot more as well where terms like 66W, unconditional, cool-off, these sorts of terms to a lot of people when you're not transacting property, might seem a bit foreign. I'm finding more and more people now in a hot market have learnt their way around the process. That way when they find a property they like, they can move quicker and strike on it. So, yeah, people have educated themselves a lot more, I've noticed. People people a bit uh, upset about having their hearts broken i think so and so instead of well, for a lot of the purchases that we're seeing that are successful buying property instead of letting you get on top of them they've they've educated themselves they've been speaking with a lot of agents they've followed their solicitors advice their broker's advice the people in their corner and they've gone okay well how do i work out what's the best way to secure these properties what do i need to do and that's what we're going to talk about tonight mm, yeah
0: where do the buyers that you're talking about get their education where who teaches a buyer to buy
1: Great question. Um, A lot of people seem to listen to friends and family, whether how qualified they are or not. Mm. So sometimes that advice can be great. Sometimes it'd be not as great. Um, So I do find some people sometimes tend to be a bit misinformed. Other people are very switched on with it know exactly what they're talking about. Um, Obviously talking to real estate agents as well, get it straight from the horse's mouth, ask the agent, what do you need me to do? I wanna buy this property. Talk me through the process and Mm. learning it that way also. So they ask the agent that has the property for sale, help me. Yeah. The, the agent's the, the middleman between you and the vendor. So you want to if you want to buy a property, work work with them, obviously to try and secure that property because you wanna you wanna work alongside them because they're the ones that are standing between you and the vendor. You work well with that agent, you can lock in that property. Um, so what we find is and a lot of and this is on the other side as well, a lot of buyers, I guess that aren't as well informed, just ask the question. Just ask, okay, look, I do want to buy this property. Can you run me through the process? And any good agent, our job is obviously to transact the properties, to put together the buyer and the seller, but we're there to educate people to actually go, okay, well, this is how you do it. And I know I spend a lot of my time on a daily basis. Part of my job is literally talking people from A to Z, how to actually buy the property and what they need to go through, the due diligence- part of your job. Correct, because people don't know. So it's okay not to
0: know, it is. A lot of people don't know. Well, how many times would you do it in your life? You probably Correct. may do it. I don't know, three, yeah, six, five, once, once, maybe. Yeah, yeah I love that. Actually, that'd be an interesting number to know. But yeah, uh, when someone so in mm. you know in this last period in the yeah. marketplace, very volatile, mm. buyers have to act fast. Correct. Yeah. Um, what are some of the what are what are some of what's Michael's five tips? To prospective purchases out there to go this is what you got to do to get the property because because yeah. I guess it's 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 very really important to, to people they they're emotionally
1: invested 100% they've
0: found a family home yeah they've got all their ducks lined up ie finance yep uh, you know work family time is right i've found my dream home i'm ready to
1: go mm-hmm. And they're really, they're penting up a lot of uh, a lot of emotion here, yeah? Correct, yeah. So I'd say probably the number one piece of advice is do not work off the market, work off your individual timeline. So a lot of people I speak to say, I'm waiting for the market to crash. Like, speak on a buyer's perspective, I'm waiting for the market to crash. It's overinflated or I'm waiting for this to happen. I'm waiting for that to happen. No one has the crystal ball. No one knows what's actually going to happen next. Number one is work on your own timeline. So as long as, let's say, you've got the – so part of number two as well, speak to your broker, see if you can get that finance approval, make sure you pre approve make sure you know how much money you can borrow, what you can actually afford to buy. Yep. Because you don't know what you might be able to afford to buy in the next sort of six to 12 months. Your borrowing capacity might go up, might go down, the new regulations, you just don't know. So find out what you can actually afford to, to purchase. Get a good solicitor in your corner. A lot of mistakes I see a lot of people work with as well as they sometimes just go with the cheapest solicitor. Yep. 100% solicitors are worth their weight in gold. The difference between a good solicitor and bad solicitor might be $500, which is a lot of money, but when you're talking potentially hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in a transaction, you don't want to get it wrong. So get a good solicitor in your corner, get a good broker, and then work with your timeline. So is, is an agent ever going to tell you that you're the only buyer interested in the property? Good
0: question. Because I know, like, yeah, it's, it's, I reckon you can bank as a prospective purchaser that every agent is going to say,
1: yeah, that there's interest in the property. And look, in this market, chances are they're telling the truth that they're saying there is other interest. Yeah. Especially now as well in in a hot market there. The key for any purchaser is, and look, every agent's different. Some agents are great to deal with, some aren't as great to deal with, is cut through all the BS with it. And if there's a property that you like, so part of when you're looking at a property is obviously there's a contract for sale, obviously let's so a review the contract, if it's a house, there's a building and pest report, if it's a unit, then there'll be a strata report available, have those reviewed, do your due diligence, and you don't, sometimes you don't even need to take into account directly what the agent is saying in terms of, because a lot of agents, like well, we say you like a property, we'll make a sign off, we'll take it to the owner, is the great thing is now these days, online, there's so much information available for all the comparable sold properties, what's going on out there. A lot of the buyers I talk to are probably better, more knowledgeable than me with all the properties that have sold around the corner and know exactly what's going on people know roughly what the property's worth. Mm. And especially in a market now where it moves quickly. There's so data out there. You there there see, is. You can see all the solds. and Exactly. Yeah. And you, you, you make a fair offer based off that. House and yeah. you, you, you work with it because if you know that everything else is sold for that, you make an offer accordingly as well. Mm. And then at least a good agent will go, okay, great, take that offer. I'll take it to the vendor and I'll get you that feedback from there and you start that negotiation.
0: Where would you start that negotiation? So you're a buyer. It's a price guide yeah. of like
1: 550000 where would you put your offering? So, and, and that's another thing in this market as well, obviously, because the market's moved so quickly and a lot of properties obviously are selling well above guides and a lot of buyers I'm talking to are very frustrated with that, especially where sometimes it's genuinely the guide's realistic and that property is sold for a well premium compared to all the recent comparable sales. No one can predict that. That's market growth. And then there's other times where some agents probably more like a bit of an underquote and lowballed it. They lowball it yeah. to get all the buyers yeah. in. Yeah. And you know when an agent's completely lowballing it as well. So it's, you've, you know, it's, you've seen shitloads in that price range. You can see it straight away. The, the agent's away. guiding one five. You've seen all the similar properties sell for two. You know, yeah, that they yeah, lowballing okay. it there. So why do the agents do that? Because they want to bring people in. As naughty as it sounds, they want to bring people in and get them excited about the property. Mm. A good agent will find that delicate in between. You don't want to overprice a property. You don't want to lowball it. You want to have it roughly in that sort of – and to give you an idea, as agent, agents, when we appraise property, we have a 10% range to work with when we appraise it. So let's say, so I'm a buyer hmm. and I want to buy something, but I have to sell my property. Should hmm. I sell first or should I buy first? I would say – well, actually, very interesting. A lot of the times outside of, let's say, take out the past six months, normally people would say – I want to sell first because I want to know how much, um, basically, how much I have to buy afterwards and then go out and buy. I'm not rushed to sell that way. I'm I'm sitting in a good position. Funnily enough, in this market, what I'm hearing from a lot more people Mm. is when now because they're so worried about the market moving up so quickly and if they sell, they might not be able to get back in. So now what a lot of people are actually doing is they opting to buy first, maybe with a longer settlement to give themselves time to sell because they're not as worried that they will sell everything's moving so quickly yep they've got somewhere they know that they're going yep and then they sell afterwards so funnily enough that actually it's reversed and i reckon there's a little
0: hack in between mm-hmm. put your property on the market with an agent pre-market while correct you're, while you're buying because at least you're going to get a bit of price discovery a bit of an idea a bit of a reference where your price is yep. maybe it's a hundred thousand more maybe it's 100,000 less. Exactly. So when you do go to snap your purchase before you've
1: sold, at least you've actually got a bit of a sniff of what the market's yeah. doing. Well, that's what a lot of Lisa and myself do as well, is all that pre-market selling social media. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that's why we do it because a lot of our clients are going for that exact reason. We do want to upsize, downsize. We're worried because the market is so volatile. We want to dip our toe in and maybe we can line up that great buyer and literally and we've done it a few times where we simultaneously they go and buy a property the same time we sell their property and we are taking as much as we can the risk out of it for them. other tips other tips as a buyer so make sure you got good people in your corner was the first one work off your own timelines as well. Um, be prepared to move quick as well. So part of doing your due diligence first is when you do find that right property. And when you do get so for example in this market you get verbal offer and acceptance yep it's great but it doesn't lock anyone into anything yeah and a lot of people do get caught short there they think oh the agent called me back the owner's happy to go ahead with my offer that's it it's sold I'm, I'm ready to go not the case yeah right so it's with anything until we get exchange of contracts it's not legally binding so as a prospective purchaser and what i do with a lot of my, buyers as well as when we're at that point where it's looking like it's all going to be accepted we want to always fast track and make sure the due diligence is done correctly but not leave much of a lag time to get contracts exchanged so people know it's locked in for them
0: have you ever had someone go to buy a property and after they've 100 percent bought it they've had buyer remorse and wanted to
1: like going unconditional yeah I haven't once actually i mean i That's won yeah, I'm on that really interesting. Oh, yeah, that's actually a really good question. Yeah. I've never once had someone after going, un- I've had people during a cool off period for whatever reason get cold feet, understandably. So, it's a yeah. big decision, and yeah, they that's what out. the cool off's for. That's what the cool off's for. Yeah. But after going unconditional, because obviously after you go unconditional, you've committed normally a 10% deposit, yeah. you're as locked in as can be, really. Um, I've never had they one never person really do it, do they? No, like not even, not even a call or a question. They're like, no, and I think also people. Because obviously, if you're getting to that point, you must have been pretty keen on the property in the first place, as you'd hope you'd be because it's such yeah. a large sum of money. But on top of that, once you've made that commitment, chances are, which 99% of people don't, you've done the appropriate things leading up to it, so you know you're ready for it. And even if you're not fully ready for it, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors with people, but I'm sure you probably you work your own narrative around it. You go, well, I'm locked in now. There's no point having that regret. Let's, let's yeah. make it work. How do you explain to a buyer what a cooling off is? So a cooling off period. And and, why and how? and Yeah, um, well, what all well, that is. Yeah. A cooling off period. And a lot, because a lot of people do get confused. Like, what's a cooling off period? What's, what's the difference between buying an auction going unconditional? There's so many different ways of buying a property. Um, so let's start with a cooling off period. Um, it's a private treaty. You get offer and acceptance with an owner. So you go, great, let's get this locked in. What happens is you sign the contract as the buyer, the vendor signs the contract, and you put down a 0.25% deposit. So okay. enough of money that obviously you want to make sure that you're serious about the property. So if it's a million-dollar property, then... Two and a half thousand. Okay, yeah. Yep. So there's still a substantial amount of money. Non-refundable. Non-refundable. Yeah. And the reason why you put that down is because you enter, basically, a contract with the owner where you're saying, hey, I'm going to buy that property. Yeah. The nice thing about that is it's exchanged, it's locked in during that stage, which means that the owner can't change their mind. Okay. You, as the buyer, now have one week to go through, and do the rest of your due diligence. Owner can't
0: change their mind in those five business days. Buyer can change their mind can. in those five business days. Correct. That's
1: that's a cooling off period. A period's five days. Correct. Okay. Effectively, what you're doing is you're paying for the privilege to lock the property in to do your due diligence during that time. And if you do decide to rescind, pull out during that, yep. you lose your, your two and a half thousand point two five percent, depending on how much the property is. Yep. And the beauty of that system is. As a buyer, especially in a hot market now, you know the property's locked in. You've got time to do your due diligence without worrying about what other buyers might be trying to buy the property as well because it's all locked in for you. And if you do, for whatever reason, your finance doesn't stack up, the the building pest doesn't come back the way you'd hoped or whatever it is, you can pull out. It does sting losing that money, but it's better than losing a 10% deposit. It's true. It's true.
0: So buyer, 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 buyer remorse, buyer cooling off, buyer tactics buyer finance approval buyer is buying do they use a bank or broker
1: uh, we see both yeah um i can only speak of personal experience and what i've heard from other people it seems to be broker tends to be the way way to go yep and the reason why is they're shopping around for you so i'm a real estate agent i know how to sell real estate but if you ask me which banks are best for finance i'd have no clue don't know it's not my domain and for a lot of people, they will know, know as well. And you walk into a branch at a bank and up probably go, Yeah, yeah, we got the best deal for you. But is it the best deal for you? You, you don't know. Um, I find when you've got a good broker that comes recommended, normally a lot of people know friends or family that have purchased and they've probably gone through a broker and they've, they've had that positive experience. Go to someone like that that comes recommended and they're there to shop around for you. I'm giving brokers a bit of a plug. <laughs> Who's your favorite buyer? Who's my favourite buyer? Who's the buyer that you think of the best and brings a smile to your face? There's no one specific buyer that soft spot. It's the type of buyer that's a soft spot, and I've had a few transactions with these sorts of people. It's the family that has been, let's say, coming from a unit or it's their first purchase, moving into the family home, like let's say the wife's pregnant or they've got one or two kids, and they're just so so excited because it's not a money thing for them and they showed
0: the excitement
1: they showed the excitement because you got the investor he's got he's got his poker face on he doesn't really there's no emotion behind it. it's purely figures and numbers and you're like this is yeah there, there's not as much emotion behind it there which is understandably so yeah and but when there's a family purchasing a home and they know once they've locked in the home so maybe they can drop their poker face a little bit as well yeah um and they're just so so excited that they're going to be moving into the space. It's not the money. It's more the lifestyle that, that them and their family can have. It's wearing their heart and their sleeve. Yeah, they're wearing their heart and their sleeve. And, it, it's really, and that's why we do the job. Then obviously, we get paid like any industry. where We're professionals to do it. But the nicest thing about it is we're dealing with people. We're, we're dealing with clients that are families, mums and dads that, yeah, they're, they're buying a home for them to live in. It's going to be the biggest part of their life for the next 30 years whilst they're living there. So, so it's okay to act like that as a buyer, 100%. It's it's not they're not going to take advantage of them. Well, some agents are better than others. Where you where, where you poker face if that's what you feel comfortable with. Whilst during the negotiations, yeah, once it's locked in, and also you build. You oh, I, I I think it's you are who you are, you do what you do. You bro, do what you feel, feel comfortable. You, what with. you feel
0: comfy, yeah. C- correct, yeah. and you
1: you'll see. You'll build. But I mean, works. You're for. saying
0: it works. You like it as an agent
1: to, you know, hundred percent. We're people help. We're people to have, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Normally people think big, bad, scary agent, but we're people too, and. Yeah, it brings me joy when I see someone that's genuinely excited about a property. It's an exciting thing. And it's lovely when, like, we just sold one Ada Adapara Street, Forestville, um, at auction a week and a half ago now. And that one there, obviously, the vendors are there at the auction, the purchasers are bidding at auction. They So they've secured the property. They have they, they the highest bid at the auction. And then afterwards, they met each other, actually, and they had a conversation there at the property. and. The, the family had owned that home for about 50-odd years. The father and the son had built the home together, so there was a lot of emotions letting it go. Wow. And then these, this family I was dealing with on the buy side, they'd been looking for months and months and months and hadn't been able to secure property and kept missing out and then finally secured this one, which was going to be their family home, their stronghold. And so there's just, it's lovely to see when there's that type of transaction where the vendor is genuinely over the moon that they've sold the property and they're happy with the price. The purchase is over the moon because they're happy obviously with the price and they're willing to pay it for the property. And now they've locked in their family home that's so, so cool. They're the transactions
0: that are just so yeah, cool. Absolutely awesome. So, guys, if you just tuned in, we're talking with Michael, the weapon in the weaponizer and selling <laughs> to buyers in the marketplace. Out of 550 agents, Michael would be the most transactional, so, uh, meeting the most amount of buyers on the Northern Beaches. So we thought it would be fit to have him on screen today talking about tips. Um, now, before we sail away, mm. Michael, the um, if I was a prospective purchaser. Because this is a buyer's guide, buyer's tips. Yep.
1: Where would I look for property? So you've got your traditional portals, realestate.com, domain. Yeah. Yep. But I'm sure as many of you know, especially people that follow Novak as well, uh, we sell a lot of our properties, what we call pre-market. So before it hits any of those portals as well. So it's great. Obviously, set up your alerts on realestate.com. Set up your alerts on domain. They're great. Maybe even set up an email address that's that's a property email address that you can just... Yeah. You can turf once you finish with that structure that's, true. Actually, that's found a, a very good idea yep. probably wants get yep. spammed afterwards all the real estate agents yep. um and then also on top of that a lot of properties now being transacted via social media so yep. okay with a lot of the top agents especially obviously with the ones that we're selling facebook instagram linkedin a lot yep. of our properties go there first even yep. even the ones that are going to so go to real estate or follow agencies and follow individual and follow individual agents mm-hmm.
0: in your local catchment where you want to buy yep 100%. on facebook insta linkedin facebook, and reach Instart out to the LinkedIn. agent
1: as well so we've got a lot of people in our database so like we have so many different channels we let our buyers know about properties we call them we text them we email them we put on our facebook we everywhere we can we try to let buyers know so call your local agent or send them a text and just say hey this is what i'm looking for can you add me to your database I get a okay. lot of those messages as well. We add them, we've got our prompts, we know what you're looking for. As soon as a property comes up that's in your price range, we flick that email off to you. Okay. Um,
0: question. Hmm. If I'm if I'm a buyer, as part of the buyer's guide, yep, talk about where we find it. How do I look at the properties? Do I actually call the agent, turn up, meet him at the property? Do I actually go to the open houses? Do I go into the real estate agency?
1: Does that help me? How do I do I it? I would so obviously, agents have their open homes Wednesdays and Saturdays and Sundays, and sometimes they do a private appointment. Yeah. I would strongly suggest call the agent if there's a property that you're seriously keen on. Do not wait for that open home. Call the agent, find out where it's at. Because I know with myself, with every property's got its own timeline. Some of them, like we had one that we we first open was on Saturday, exchange unconditionally this evening. We let everyone know that came through the open home, so everyone had their heads up. But sometimes it can move that quickly. Sometimes it can take weeks. Don't yeah. risk missing out on it because you might go, oh, I'll go along to that Saturday open, and then they've sold it after the, the first Wednesday open because there was a great offer that came through and the owner said, get, get on fast. So call, call the agent, say, hey, what's the situation? Can I get in earlier? Is it? Are you waiting for the open home? Just ask them and they'll yeah. tell you. Well, like I know with buyers, I'll say, no, 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 it's actually going to happen pretty quickly. I'll squeeze you in today to give you a fair chance. Or, hey, this one's probably the owner's going to make a decision after this Saturday, come along the Saturday. And we go from there. So yep. just ask the question. That way you avoid missing out. And a good agent will tell you where it's at. And that way, yeah, you work on the timeline. Does a buyer need a buyer's agent? I think buyer's agents definitely have their place. If you're international or interstate and you physically can't get to a property, 100% buyer's agent's the way to go there, I'd say. Because um, obviously you need someone that is employed by you that you trust to, to have a look at the property. Um outside of that, I find that people that seem to employ buyers agents are they're very time poor. So if you're a time poor person, you go, My time's better off spent working, doing what I need to do, my life, get someone else to look at it, go do that. Outside of that, That's well put, yeah, yeah, well, because a lot of people will be very busy with their careers or their family or this or that. You don't want to waste all your Wednesdays and Saturdays looking at properties dealing with real estate agents. So mm. that, for someone like that, it's perfect um outside of that if you're someone that's pretty savvy with property and you can afford to invest the time you can do all the tips that we said there and you, you'll be able to see all the properties yourself you'll be able to navigate it yourself as well um yeah and then just run through that process also so i think if your time will do it if not invest the time go through all the off-market channels pre-market channels just make sure you're out there. Put yourself in front of the agents. Out of questions. That's pretty good. There was a, there's a few nuggets I think in there. That you're a bit of a ninja awesome. tonight. Thank you.
0: See that guy?s <laughs> It's the guy that speaks with all the buyers. Mm. Smashes it. Gentle, yeah. nice, silky smooth.
1: Yeah, They're calling yeah. BP
0: the quiet achiever. Oh, thank
1: you. Yeah. But any questions as well? Uh, even obviously after the live stream, feel free to reach out and. Flick us private message or anything like that as well. More than happy to run you run you through the process and yeah, give some advice.
0: Michael Silich, thank you very much. Buyers, we thank hope you. we helped you. <laughs> and if you have any friends or family that are buying at the moment, mm. send this video to them. It will help them. It's thirty minutes of raw help for raw buyers out there. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Jeez, guys. Mate. Cheers, See you guys.